You're listening to The Voyager in association with Turkish Airlines on Monocle 24. Hello and welcome to The Voyager here on Monocle 24. Monocle's travel show spotlighting outposts of opportunity for business, pleasure and inspiration all around the world. I'm Steve Bloomfield. This week we're in Bucharest, where your host is Monocle's Guy Delorney. Welcome to Bucharest. I'm Guy Delaunay. Romania's capital is a city of almost two million people. That makes it the sixth biggest capital in the European Union. But despite its size, it doesn't have the profile of Belgrade, Budapest or Prague. And perhaps that means it's got a greater capacity to surprise visitors. It's certainly not been short on drama over the past century or so. War, revolution, imperial intrigue, Bucharest's seen the lot. These days, it's got a city centre that's green and beautiful thanks to parks and many striking buildings like the 19th century Athenaeum Concert Hall. And in recent years, there have been positive developments in culture, cuisine and business, as we'll be hearing from some of the people who know Bucharest best. One of the most interesting aspects of Bucharest for the first-time visitor is the different architectural styles that you'll see. Of course, this place was once known as as Little Paris. You'll also see Habsburg-style buildings here. And, of course, dating back to the post-Second World War era, you've also got a lot of brutalist concrete from the communist times of Nicola Ceausescu. Uh, But now I'm standing in front of a building which proudly says 1912 on the front of it. And this is the headquarters of the Urban Transition Association, of which architect Vera Marin is the president and is looking now at the future of what Bucharest could be in terms of how it looks and how it works. It is fascinating, Vera, isn't it, having all these different styles? How does it work as a resident of this city, having all the different styles of architecture here? I like it. I'm an architect and I enjoy the... uh, You walk in a street and then you see all the different periods of time uh, in one place. And I think that's very specific for this city because it's not like developing in circles, like you have the center which is from the 15th century and then another... You don't have that. You have interventions and then uh, there were demolitions and then another uh, uh, round of interventions. So you really find all these things together, walking in one street. Despite all all these changes which, which the city has seen over the decades, over the centuries, do you think it maintains a heart and a spirit that makes it sort of uniquely Bucharest? It is a city which faced a lot of trauma, all the demolitions that were made for the building of the House of the People that was huge, huge. This is Ceausescu's great folly. Yes, and uh, there were also the bombings from the Second World War, and uh, it's a city which is somehow resilient, yeah, after all these things, and then pops up again with the energy, and every year you have newcomers, lots of people come here for uh, their um, studies, and then they decide to stay. 
This is the National Museum of Contemporary Art and you can hear the technicians and artists putting the finishing touches to installations ahead of a big exhibition opening the next day. Now this place is, is part of, attached to, but really part of the, the People's Palace, the infamous massive monument to Nicola Ceausescu and his uh, concrete orgy of the 1980s when vast swathes of Bucharest were transformed at his whim. These days, the Museum of Contemporary Art stands for something very different, the importance of culture to the people of this city. And two people from the museum are with me now, Silvia Rogozer and Daniel Calciu. Uh, in terms of the, the heart of, of Bucharest life, how important is culture, would you say, Silvia? I think it's uh, the heart of Bucharest and um, including right now um, one of the European capitals of culture in 2021 uh, is from Romania so we're in the course of deciding it by the end of this year and Bucharest is definitely in this process and um, I mean uh, they have been working very hard of creating a new program using all the underground as well as the uh, official institutional uh, cultural aspects of it. What is very interesting for Bucharest is there's um, this um, effervescence let's say, there's a bubbly life um, about small and smallest organizations that are doing a lot of work including social works they have been going out uh, to the um, neighborhoods as well which didn't exist uh, a few years ago because mainly what we have we have a nucleum of cultural institutions uh, downtown Bucharest they're all in the center of Bucharest I mean the National Theatre the big museums um, this has, has created a diversity and a cultural offer which is sometimes uh, mind bombs you all the time you don't know where to go I was going to say Daniela we have the the People's Palace, which is infamous, the, the, the greatest monument to the Ceausescu times, this vast palace of, of, of his, uh, which of course now used by Parliament. But the way that this building has been repurposed is quite delicious, isn't it? Well, it is, and it has uh, so many layers to it. And uh, actually what we're trying to do is sort of preserve the memory of this place because it is full of irony, it is full of uh, paradoxes, it is full of drama. I'm, I also speak of trauma and traumas in terms of people's lives because this building has replaced an entire part of the city and has destroyed so many lives and so many lively communities of the 19th and early 20th century. And then uh, it was also the lives of, uh, of all the people involved in building this huge building and we're trying to make it uh, and to to take advantage of the fact that we are here to build a sort of a bridge into this uh, let's say totalitarian uh, field of the city pack your bags get ready for takeoff and let turkish airlines take you on a journey to more than 270 destinations in over 100 countries around the world including bucharest Turkish flies there 21 times a week. With a fleet of more than 285 state-of-the-art aircraft, no destination is too far. Turkish Airlines, widen your world. Well, 
Bucharest has an increasingly lively cafe scene. Not the chains like Starbucks or Costa, but individual cafes with a lot of personality. Many of them opened up by small business people. And with me now is Sabina Bachu, who's the executive director of Oricum, which is an organisation which tries to link creative industries with the economy. What's it like, Sabina, to try and get a business up and running in Bucharest these days? Well, it depends very much on the on the field. I think in creative industries, if you're working in the domain such as design, architecture, it's quite easy because a lot of the young people that graduated recently from the faculties, they have uh, they went abroad, and so they've seen kind of what it works. They established some connection with possible clients, and what it also helped is that there were a lot of uh, large companies that outsourced people here, and they were trained in high skills, and so now they did, they decided to open their own business. Let me bring in here uh, Razvan Krishan, who is the founder of uh, this cafe that we're sitting in, M60, in the centre of Bucharest, and also uh, a member of the Oricum organisation as well. We've, we've heard about what it's, it's like connecting creative industries to the economy, but in terms of the overall business environment now in Romania, eight years after joining the European Union... How positive are things looking? It's, it's tricky. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, funnily enough, Romania is, I think, wonderland for entrepreneurs, people who see obstacles, opportunities, and people who see in potholes great opportunities to develop. I think it's a scary place for people who are used to systems and things that function. <laughs> I think that for people like that, it's a total nightmare. But for people who are looking for opportunities, who are, like I said, entrepreneurs in nature, I think this is the promised land. And it says there's so much to do uh, and so many opportunities to uh, to work on the, it's amazing I mean um, you just basically take a trip to London look around or Berlin look around see what's going on there and come over here and replicate <laughs> it's, it can be that easy of course it's, it's a bit more tricky in terms of authorities which have not exactly come back to reality they're still very procedural very not necessarily corruption corruption I don't think is the biggest issue today but rather the incompetence of the people that work in the public system they literally do not know what to do uh, and that creates a lot of stuck moments of getting stuck Well, surely every visitor to Bucharest comes to the historical centre and with good reason it survived Ceausescu's wrecking ball and a long period of semi-dereliction. Now it's a thriving area full of cafes, eating spots and shops and my guide here is somewhere who knows the place very well, uh, architect and designer Corvin Christian. Now, uh, what would you say is the attraction of this particular district? Uh, what brings all the visitors here precisely, Corvin? One of the things is that you have so many attractions concentrated. I think it was in the, maybe in 2000 or something like this. At first it was a, a Romanian and a Dutch guy. They kind of had the vision about this area that it will become something. And they opened a bar and restaurant, Amsterdam. And it was something so unbelievable for, for that time. And architects would come, and people from advertising agencies, which they wouldn't, I mean, maybe for the last years, never came here. And they found it very interesting. And then, then maybe another 
rock venue opened and then a fancy restaurant and maybe there were like five of them and then suddenly everybody had this idea to come here and now there are maybe 100, 200, 300 public places. We're just passing one of the most famous sites in the city, aren't we? This is the famous oh, yes, bookshop. Yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. Mm. This one is beautiful. So this is uh, Karturesti. Is that how I pronounce it? Yes. Yes, Karturesti. It's a Romanian brand of libraries. They opened many. We're very proud of it. Mm. And this looks like an extremely extensive uh, shop dealing in, well, it says pretty clearly on the windows books film music art gallery accessories gifts manga architecture romanian yes. designers yes well you can't have just books i think <laughs> these days anymore <laughs> we can see another one which is a romanian traditional restaurant lacrim shisfins which i designed i hope it's open because they were renovating it and consolidating it and changing it great let's have a look at this Five things you really should do in Bucharest. Peek between the walls at the National Museum of Contemporary Art. Kitsch tributes to former dictator Ceausescu are hidden there. Discover the local definition of craft. Coffee, cocktails and beer have all got the label. There's only one way to work out if they deserve it. Lounge at a theatre cafe. Godot, Green Hours and Unteatru are all Bucharest institutions for a drink along with your drama. Visit the Village Museum, almost a century old and an outdoor celebration of traditional ways of life. And jump on board the Beer Cart. It's one of the city's oldest restaurants and much loved by locals and visitors alike. So we're in this traditional Romanian restaurant, beautifully designed, of course, um, <laughs> as I am obliged to, to say, as you've just bought me a drink. <laughs> if we were going to eat here, what sort of things would we be eating? Romanian traditional, but like contemporary Romanian. Everything has a twist. The restaurant belongs to a very well-known Romanian poet, and he's a great cook also. He has a, a farm near the Danube and he would bring pigs and ducks and chicken and whatever from that uh, farm he has, everything natural, traditional and reinterpreted by himself. Let's be honest, a lot of people from outside Romania, a lot mm. of people say in the UK or the United States, won't really know much about Bucharest or the rest of Romania at all. Is, is this a particularly good time to be finding out in person, do you think? Well, I think so. Yes, because it still keeps the charm of some old habits while being European in what needs to be European. It's also very safe. It's really, I think, one of the safest places. I've never heard of any kind of problems with uh, tourists, foreigners. No, I think it's interesting. I mean, because I live here, maybe I, I don't see the charm anymore so much. But I'm sure it, it <laughs> there's a lot of it for a foreigner. Well, you can tell us <laughs> after two days. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yes, cheers. 
it's not just Romanian cuisine. Bucharest has everything from fine modern dining at The Artist to serious steak at Butcher Cum Bistro Vaca Mu. A similar choice in terms of accommodation. There's the Athene Palace, a high-end Cold War classic. The Grand Continental, a lovingly restored compact vision of 19th century glitz. Or, in the old town, modern boutique hotels like the 16-room Rembrandt. Along with the culture, architecture and a southeast European climate, it makes for a city that surprises you in all the right ways. For Monocle in Bucharest, I'm Guy Delaunay. And that's all for this week's edition of The Voyager. My thanks to Guy Delaunay and Toby Hammond here in London. Next week, we're in Addis Ababa. I hope you can join us then. I'm Steve Bloomfield. Until we board The Voyager again, happy travels.